Welcome to the Mindset to Milestones podcast. If you're looking for coaching and content proven to close the gap between your present versus your preferred performance in business or in life, you've come to the right place. Whether you're driving, sitting at your desk, or relaxing with your favorite beverage in hand, get ready for your hosts and their invited guests to get you out of your comfort zone and into the growth zone. And now, let's jump in with our Mindset to Milestones host, Robin Post, to be informed and transformed by Cesar Cavadoy, award-winning sales coach, entrepreneur, writer, and CEO of Playbook for Results, as he sets the stage for you to perform at the top of your game. Hey, to everyone listening, I want to welcome you to the Mindset to Milestones podcast. This is officially our second podcast, even though it will serve as an introduction to the Mindset to Milestone podcast series. My name is Cesar Cavadoy. I am the CEO of Playbook for Results and the co-host of this podcast. With me today is Robin Post, a guru in her own right on leading millennials and Zoomers to the top of their game. She's that spoonful of sweetener that makes the stats and facts a bit easier to digest, the always kind-hearted and ambitious Robin Post. What's going on, Robin? Wow. Hey, Caesar. Thank you for that introduction and your kind words. I, I must say, calling me a guru, that's high praise. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if I've earned that title quite yet, but I will say I'm, as a millennial, I'm pretty up to speed on what's trending online these days. And actually, um, where I find myself spending most of my time is watching the good old animal videos that you come across on Instagram. Honestly, I can't get enough of those. I just but, recently, by the way, gave up TikTok. So, you know, I'm on a TikTok hiatus now for about a week. Gave it up. Okay. That is a slippery slope once you start because some of those videos are hilarious and I can't stop watching them. So especially those animal those, videos, right? Yeah. To all you TikTokers, I get it. It's um, very... <laughs> very easy to get sucked in. But um, I, I must say, I always look for a good animal video for a good laugh. And But all jokes aside, I, I'm incredibly excited about this podcast series and looking forward to sharing more with our listeners about what it's all about. So let's go ahead and get started. Caesar. why don't we start with giving a brief background on Playbook for Results for those who aren't familiar. Can you tell us what the company does and how you got involved? Yeah, absolutely. So First and foremost, we are what we call a value creation and revenue growth specialist. We've helped hundreds of executives and entrepreneurs use our blueprint for success and playbooks to do what we say verifiably improve their cash flow, their culture, and customer experience. These are the areas that historically and statistically are what operationally excellent market leaders focus on to dominate in their industries. And I started the business back in 2008. Uh, during the worst recession since the Great Depression, because I was really alarmed at the rate that businesses were failing, not just because of the recession, but just in general, and specifically the ones who had adopted a best practices approach versus a best in class, um, which we define as a verifiably known successful action that the top 10% do instinctively and intuitively that the bottom 90% don't know about. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I couldn't imagine starting the business at that point in time and the obstacles that you inevitably ran into and needed to overcome. So tell us more about what the motivation for Mindset to Milestones was and, and how does this tie into Playbook for Results? Yeah, it's a great question. So I'm going to give you a little backstory and hope the audience indulges me just for a quick second here. 
I was born with a genetic mutation that, according to researchers who have studied me and people like me, affects less than 0.004% of the population. We've known each other for quite some time, so you know all about this issue. Right. This it's challenge. very intriguing when right. I learned this about you. Right. So now, now uh, not to dive too much into molecular genetics, but at a high level, the mutation occurs in what's known as the DEC2 gene. It's the transcriptional repressor for the expression of a peptide called orexin. It's an amino acid that controls people's sleep patterns. Now, transcriptional repressors are proteins that bind to specific sites on DNA and prevent the transcription, or in layman's terms, the copying of a segment of DNA into RNA. RNA. I was going to say, I need the layman's terms. Right. So I'm glad you <laughs> threw that in there. <laughs> so, so RNA molecules that encode proteins produce messenger RNAs. We, we're hearing a lot about this in the news right now because of COVID. So the whole topic of gene regulation, specifically as it relates to these mRNAs, which naturally occur in plants and all living organisms, has been an area of hyper-focus in terms of studying research as an innovative approach to minimizing these threats from these different pathogens, and specifically these rapidly mutating, what we call intracellular parasites like SARS-CoV-2 or MERS-CoV-2 virus. Hmm. Look, it's probably a topic that Brad and I can geek out on, right? You know, I was going to say, I need Brad in the room right now to help me. Oh, yeah. We, we go off on the efficacy and the differences between like introducing the genetic coding that tricks the body into producing COVID 19 antibodies like Pfizer and Moderna, or that manufactures antibodies that work against COVID like the AstraZeneca solution, right? Well, bottom line is this rare mistake in my DNA creates an increased production of these amino acids that leads to a decrease in the total hours of sleep that a person like me needs on a daily basis. So the big question that most people have at this point is when they hear that I haven't needed more than three or four hours of sleep per night since birth is, you're either constructive or destructive. And in my case, I was the latter, very destructive in my youth. So much so that by the, by the time I was 11, my parents no longer trusted me in the house. So dad hauled me off to his work, which by the way, was the largest distributor of medical and scientific books on the planet. No joke. His company published and distributed books on infectious and communicable diseases to the medical and scientific communities around the globe. World wow. Health Organization, Pan American Health, like you name it. Look, long story short, I actually read a lot of the titles and journals and two things happened. First, I became a germaphobe. And second, I started to hang out with people much older than myself. What's interesting is I was really struck by how clueless or out of sorts these older people were because I always thought that adults had it together. I mean, as an 11-year-old, you're thinking, hey, right. you know, they, they pay the bills, they they go to work, they, they must have it together. But from that moment on, after, after seeing that they don't, I started my lifelong love affair with research, which brings you back to your question, what's this got to do with mindset to milestones? Well, what else would a highly curious kid with a thirst for knowledge and figuring out how things work, who has more time than most be purposeful other than to develop frameworks that few people have the time or curiosity to even consider? Yeah, I think that's a fair point. And giving you that that time, that extra time to be dreaming up, you know, what is the next impactful thing that we can share with others. So I love that. I love how you tied in what I know about you and what those who are closest to you know about you. But I'm excited to to bring that to our listeners as well as as we get to share, you know, more about our backgrounds and our personalities too. Right. Well, you know, the whole mindset to milestones framework, what I call the momentum model, is all about helping people to connect the dots between where they are versus where they want to be or need to be. And I've spent a lifetime helping people become what I say more valuable versus becoming more successful. So many people are trying to chase success where, mm -hmm. you know, from my perspective, it's about making yourself more valuable to the 
people that matter most to you. And I've done that by studying the patterns of the most valuable people in our history. And I found that they instinctively and intuitively follow what I have now coined the momentum model, five specific steps that help them become more valuable and to achieve what matters most in business or in life. Yeah. Can you walk us through the five areas of this model and why each of those key points make a, a difference when it comes to the overall impact of this yeah, framework? You'll often hear me say on another video series that I record weekly for our corporate customers entitled Coaching to a Clip, I always end by reminding the leaders and individual contributors that everything begins by having the right mindset specifically when it comes to achieving what matters most and serving who matters most my goal as is the goal of our podcast is to get people in the right mindset so they can increase the chances of reaching the milestones that lead to their what i call end zone or end game objectives those short-term or long-term objectives that's why the first pillar is mindset and why our podcast is appropriately called mindset to milestones look you can have loads more talent than the next person but without the right mindset people generally have upwards to an 85% failure rate. Just look at the number of people that start goals versus the number of people that actually finish their goals. You know, I love the Lou Holtz quote, ability is what you're capable of doing. Motivation determines what you do. Attitude determines how well you do it, which is just a substitute word for a mindset and a good segue to the second pillar, motive. Understanding the why behind your actions is as important as the action or objective itself. You know, we're so programmed to just react that we rarely take the time to really think about why we are acting. Are we doing this to avoid issues down the road, uh, to take care of a current issue, or to put ourselves in a position to secure a better future outcome? You know, once you know or we know the why and we're sold out to that and willing to pay the cost, specifically because we've counted the cost, the next step or pillar is to get close enough to watch someone who can help to accelerate our growth and maturity towards those end zone or end game objectives. So pillar number three is mentor. Find a mentor who you can share or who can share their scalable model for success. Scalable in that they can actually articulate the mechanics and provide the materials that will work for you regardless of your conditions and circumstances. Again, a big part of what we'll be focusing on in every podcast is to Bring on guests who can share their model for success or bring on guests who have struggled with achieving what matters most and then taking them through our framework that moves them from that present to preferred performance, which leads us to pillar number four, metrics, making sure that we help people to track their progress, not by feeling or hoping our way to success, but through real verifiable metrics that our topics and conversations will help to set the stage for them to meet and exceed those metrics. And then finally, milestones, helping our listeners to understand what milestones must be, need to be established as verification markers on the way to achieving that goal, that objective, to achieving what matters most. I love this model because I think oftentimes we we set out to achieve a goal. We know we want to improve something, but haven't thought through all the things that it would take to get to that point or Maybe it's just, oh, you know, I know I need to work out more. So tomorrow I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up and I'm going to go for a run. But then we know that so often you're motivated for the first few days, maybe even a, a few weeks, and then it starts to trickle out. And it's, I think it's because you haven't thought through from beginning, middle to end, how you're going to achieve, not just achieve a goal, but have it be sustaining something that, you know, you're able to continue following through on. And I read a book recently that 
talked about this as forming a habit. We all have habits and it's the ones that we allow to become, you know, more routine that will stick with us. And I even thought about the fact (laughs) I, I was laughing because when I was reading this book, it talked about how those who have good intentions of waking up early and set an early alarm, but then habitually snooze the alarm, that's the habit. It's not that, you know, you, you just sleep in. It's that you already know you're going to snooze the alarm. Otherwise you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't be sleeping still when your first alarm goes off. So I'm definitely a culprit of that. So I, I think back to your point, Caesar, it's important to map out the different areas of a goal that are really going to help you get there. And then have a sustained impact. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I like to treat everything like a court case. So you'll often hear me say this versus that, right? And so when I talk about routine, I actually wrote a blog and I'll have to dig it up and maybe we can have a discussion around that, but it's routine versus rut. Like, how do you know that your routine is actually creating a rut? Uh, it's, It's causing you to not be able to progress on your goals. And that's where the whole momentum model comes into place because you're really doing what the top people, what I call goal getters versus goal setters do to reach their goals. Less than statistically 10% of people actually achieve their goals. Well, why is that? It's not because they have some type of dream board or vision board or read the latest and greatest book. It's because they understand the cost associated with that particular goal. They've thought through it carefully. And that's what the momentum model actually allows you to do. Definitely. And I think the piece that really resonates with me is the importance of having a mentor or an accountability partner when it comes to building out a routine and, and having something that isn't just a goal that is fleeting. So in a clip I recently listened to of yours where you broke down the momentum model, the piece that really stood out to me was how you said, there's always someone that does something better than you. Get close enough to watch that puts you in the classroom. I think it was actually a a mentor of yours or a colleague of yours at the time that had shared that. And it was this moment that inspired you to become the student and start to observe and learn before acting. So what would you say to those who maybe feel that they've mastered their craft and aren't necessarily inclined to think about where the areas of opportunity are and but are wanting to feel challenged and motivated again? Well, so I would say a couple of things, but first and foremost, to challenge your status quo and get into what I call the growth zone. And you do that by changing the conversation with the people around you, whether they're holding you accountable or just in your head. Change the conversation and get out of your comfort zone. I think Ray Kroc says it best. When you're green, you're growing. When you're ripe, you're rotting. Ray Kroc, for those that don't know, is a guy who at the age of 52 approached two brothers who did feel like they had mastered their craft, Dick and Mac McDonald. And they tried to, or he tried to challenge them to expand their one-store restaurant. Well, look, they didn't. Um, they did give him the franchise rights. He figured out that he had, they had given the franchise rights to multiple other people. Anyway, um, within a decade, Ray Kroc built the largest hamburger chain on the planet while Dick and Mac had to close their doors to a competing McDonald's that was built right across the street from the original restaurant that inspired the whole franchise. So yeah. again, going back to Ray Kroc's quote, when you're green, you're growing. When you're ripe, you're rotting. The McDonald brothers were rotting. They, they didn't want their status quo challenged. But, but back to Don... <laughs> This guy was just single-handedly had such a profound impact on my life. And that's really what the Momentum Model is, is all about, is putting that framework in place where we can have people create the type of value where they will have that type of profound impact on people's lives. But Don was this mean curmudgeon of a man who was hired by the company 
that I was working at early in my career. His role, as he put it, was to cause people to produce results or else. Most everyone hated Don. And, and just about everyone, including my boss who hired him, were afraid of him. Now, fortunately, I was, I was young, bold, and eager enough to step out of my comfort zone. So one day I decided to ask Don to lunch. And during lunch, Don asked me what it was that I did during my spare time. And I let him know, hey, I spend most of my time reading. I go down to the borders. In fact, you know, I continue. I said, I read about six or seven books per week. You know, I'm pretty sure, Robin, at this point, I'm like puffing my chest out. I'm telling him all about the fact that I learned how to read over, you know, X thousands of words per minute. And my retention level <laughs> was in like the night. I mean, I'm just going off. And right. he goes, so what would happen if you had to learn everything firsthand. Well, first I was a little bit like put off because he wasn't ooing and eyeing over my prowess. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I, I remember my response is, well, I think I'd be the smartest person in the room. He goes, well, first of all, that's a terrible goal. And second of all, he goes, no, what would happen is you'd die stupid. And then he shared what you just said. It's, a, it's become a foundational pillar to my coaching approach ever since then. He said, there's always someone that does something better than you do, get close enough to watch, that puts you in the classroom. And as you mentioned, that's what changed my mindset from wanting to be a teacher, no, Mr. Know-it-all, to becoming a student. And it led me to create right there, I think within 48 hours, a list of arguably the greatest coaches and influencers and business leaders of our time that I spent the next 10 plus years getting close enough to watch. Some I called on the phone, some I went and met in person, some I'm still pursuing. But all too often, I think we focus on the milestone, which was for me, getting to read 365 books a year as if that actually mattered versus you know, adopting a right. mindset that actually helps us to reach whatever milestone we put in place. Yeah. And I think it can be hard for those who are veterans in their career to, and have, you know, had a, a long track record of gaining experience to think, you know what, I, I think I'm pretty much the expert here. And so it can be hard to take a step back and say, well, what is it that I haven't learned yet? Or can I put myself in a position to seek out things that might be blind spots for me that I haven't necessarily taken the time to explore? So right. well, I look, think that can be hard. I, I see that all the time. In yeah, let me let me let me make it absolutely clear, right? But to, to answer your question with absolute clarity, if you find yourself falsely believing that you've mastered your craft, then change your mindset. Just because you're at the top of the leaderboard doesn't mean that you're at the top of your game. Figure out what will motivate you to reach that next milestone. Find someone you know who is doing it better than yourself and then get close enough to watch. This is what we're going to be doing through yep. every one of these podcasts is challenging people to create and become more valuable, to leverage their talents in a way that impacts the people around them in a profound and positive way. Leveraging the momentum model, of course, to help them gain the right mindset so they can hit the milestones that lead to achieving what matters most in their life for the people that matter most. Yep. Caesar, I think you perfectly summed it up there. So I'm just going to capture a few key takeaways for our audience here and then feel free to chime in as well. But the ones that really came top of mind to me are to first start with checking your mindset. As you mentioned, everything everything begins with mindset and be honest about where your attitude is when it comes to your current circumstances or any goals you've set out to achieve. Where are you currently at in terms of your attitude and your mindset? And then ask yourself why you're motivated to pursue that goal. And what's the problem that you're ultimately trying to solve? This was actually a paradigm shift for me recently, where instead of looking at how can I come up with a solution to a problem, really peeling back the layers and understanding, do I really know what the root cause of the problem is? And I think that in and of itself is a helpful exercise. And 
I mentioned this already, but for me lately, my big thing is how can I establish a consistent routine of exercise and sleeping so that I have sustained energy and um, I'm looking forward to applying this model in my own life too. And then finally, be willing to put yourself in the classroom and focus on seeing every situation as an opportunity to learn and grow. And this will put you on track to hit those milestones that lead you to your end goal. Caesar, anything to add there? No, I think that's fantastic. You think about the core case, right? You can either focus on the solution first or the situation. And I always say focus on the situation first, get clarity on what that is, then you can go and focus on what the solution is, and then use a momentum model to make sure that you have a mutual accountability plan, a map to get you all the way through. And then that mindset is so important of always putting yourself in a position to grow and learn. When you do that, Anything that you do is never a win or a loss. It's always a win. It's always a win because always. you you may not have have appreciated or liked the outcome, but here's the point. You learned, you grew, and that oh, yeah. that in and of itself is positive. Right. That was one of the biggest things that stood out to me. I, I studied leadership in college, and one of the figures that really inspired me was Eleanor Roosevelt, and one of the biggest things that she you know, motto that she lived by was always having curiosity. And I think if you're curious, you're already putting yourself in a position to learn and be a lifelong learner. And so that was a big crucible moment for me, um, just learning that from her. Yeah, that's great. Look, I don't know who said it, but it's, I heard it said, stated this way, let your curiosity be greater than your fear. And since we're talking about Eleanor Roosevelt, no fitting better way to end than with her quote, I think at a child's birth, if a mother could ask a fairy godmother to endow with the most useful gift, that gift would be curiosity. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap up there. Thank you all for listening to our intro podcast for the Mindset to Milestone series. We look forward to applying this mantra, this framework to even more conversations we'll be having in upcoming episodes. So please tune in. In the meantime, learn more about Playbook for Results by visiting our website, pb4r.com. Here you'll find our podcast, coaching clips, blogs, and great content about topics like you heard today and strategies to help you get to the top of your game. Thanks all. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Mindset to Milestones podcast. For more information on content and coaching designed to set the stage for you to get to the top of your game, please visit the Mindset to Milestones website at MindsetToMilestones.com. That's Mindset, the number two, Milestones.com. We look forward to you joining us next time for another episode of Mindset to Milestones. And remember, everything starts by having the right mindset.